episode of Locked On 76ers, another impressive win from the Philadelphia 76ers on Thursday night. What does this one mean? Does this make the team a little different in your eyes? Next, right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and it's not a a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer for my listeners, our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA. Welcome. You are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia alongside my co-host and partner, as always, from the Inquire.com Sixers beat writer, Keith Pompey. What's happening, Keith? What's up, D? How you been, bro? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Big win last night, huh? Yeah, it was a huge win for the 76ers. It was a huge win. I didn't see it happening after the first two quarters. Didn't think it was happening, so I was I was surprised by the end of it. Don't tell me you were channel surfing. I couldn't do that, but if I had the option, I might have. Yeah, but I didn't. Thanks, everybody, for being Locked On 76 is your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76 is free and available on all platforms, including right here at YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Keith, big win last night. We'll break it all down, see what stood out to you and why this one uh, might be something that has Sixer fans possibly looking at them differently. And if not... It's because of what we'll talk about in the final segment, and that will be their next opponent on Saturday trying to follow up this win and following it up with the Boston Celtics at home on Saturday. Well, Keith, a 110-105 comeback win down by as much as 17. Looked very, very out of sorts in the first half, trailing at the half by 12. Looked lethargic, poor shooting overall, and beat was 2-4-14 at the break. And nothing was happening. Now, he was rebounding and defending the rim. However, the points, nothing there. James Harden, the only one really scoring. Tobias Harris also in that first half. But uh, in the third quarter, they win that one uh, by, I think it was six, they win the quarter by. And in the final frame, they put up 35 points and really shut Memphis down defensively in that fourth quarter, fourth and deciding quarter. Some big shots from a lot of guys, man. Some big plays, big win in front of a big crowd against a, a big team good win yeah it was a, it was a good win I mean it was it was one of those things it was the fifth time this season that they battled back from a, a fifth at least 15 point deficit to win a game that's the second in the NBA they're tied with uh Indiana um uh you know Brooklyn leads the league with with six the Sixers have five you know it, it was a good one I mean it was one of those games where we talk about the 76ers being a dangerous team like if Tobias Harris can make clutch shots, if James Harden could could play at an elite level, if Joel Embiid can play hard, you know, throughout the game, these are some of the things that they can do that they could come back and win. And, um, you know, it was an um, impressive victory. And the thing about it, they, it's kind of like they're quietly creeping up on us. Like right now the Sixers have, win, have won five straight. They yep. won 14 of their last 17 games, right? They're 20 
games above 500 right now. And they're th- in third place, remain in third place, three games behind the Boston Celtics. So this has been, you know, a little impressive run that they're on right now. It really is. It's as you said, quietly. Look, it, let's just talk about it. Philadelphia was really, really heavy on the Philadelphia Eagles as they were making their run to the Super Bowl. A lot of attention paid there. The Phillies getting ready to come back after being in the World Series a season ago. They're getting ready to have spring training get started. And the Sixers, as we talked about in the past, have lost a lot of people, at least their trust during the regular season because of the postseason failures of the past. But as they're playing this way, 14 and last 17, as you're talking about, 39 and 19, last night 24 uh, and 8 after that win last night at home. And we know how many games are left overall, 24, and you still have 15 left on the road with the nine now remaining on the Sixers schedule. So it was an important win to come out after the All-Star break, lock that one in, and show a lot of different things, man, uh, with it. And one of them, we can get to some of the other guys. You mentioned Tobias Harris. We can get to him a little bit later. And Joel Embiid also. A lot of times you always lead with Joel, but I think we do need to start with James Harden and his 31 points. He kept them afloat, Keith. As they trail throughout the first half and the entire first half, they trail, trail, trail going into the break. And he kept them afloat with his points, 16 at the break, ending up with 31. He was phenomenal last night. And this is a really this is also a real reason why people look at this team a little bit differently. There's some questions, of course, about James Harden. But when he plays like this, doesn't always have to be 31. But knowing that he has the capability of getting that 31 along with Embiid, if he's struggling or Maxi struggling, that they can rely on their all-star point guard. Yeah, exactly right. Um, you know, But see, the thing about James, I, I like seeing this. I just want to see it. Like, I want to see this next week. Like, I want to see this. Don't get me wrong. It's good. But I think the true test for him, based on his age, and is the wear and tear. Because it seems like whenever James had, and I, you get me wrong, he's playing at an elite level. But what I want to see is the next step is when they play a bunch of games, they play three games and four nights on that fourth night. Can he do this? You know what I'm saying? But last night, oh, my God, he looked like he looked like James Harden of old. I mean, everything he hit, it was on fire early on. I was a little concerned about the Sixers in the first half because there was very little ball movement. You know, there was one point where I think James Harden had. 16 points, but only two assists. So that concerned me a little bit. But in the second half, he starts spreading the rock around. But a lot of times it wasn't his fault. It was because Joel would have a ball, the Tobias would have a ball, and everybody would get it, and they would just drive the lane and missing shots. So it wasn't totally his fault. But if James Harden can continue this and do this during this stretch, play this way, the Sixers are going to be hard to beat. They, I, I can't. I mean, I, I can't see them losing games if he can continue this. And they shouldn't lose those games. All right, we'll come right back, Keith. We'll talk about Joel Embiid, as you mentioned, a little more of Tobias Harris, how big they were, and why it was important to see Joel Embiid play in the manner that he did, ill and still re- regroup after the first half and help his team win in a different way. We'll talk about it next right here on Locked On 76ers. But first, I got to talk to you about BetterHelp. And as we mentioned at the top, the show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And when we look at BetterHelp and we talk about being your best and you can do great things, 
sometimes, you know, life gets you a little bogged down and you feel a bit overwhelmed uh, or you're not showing up in the way that you want to. And you want to make sure that you get back to yourself. And working with a therapist can help you get a little closer to being the best version of you, something that makes you happy, most importantly. And you want to feel empowered. You want to take everything in life that throws at you, but be able to help handle it, even if things don't work out in your way. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge if the other one is not necessarily working out for you. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. Let me tell you that again. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. If you're not feeling right and you feel like you need to talk to someone, please make sure betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Locked on NBA. And again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Locked On. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. All right, Keith and B, finish with 19 rebounds. And 27 points last night in the win, second on the team in scoring behind James Harden with his game-high 31. Tobias Harris, very efficient, 5 for 10. Made some big free throws down the stretch, four threes, and I I give him a lot of credit for uh, his three-point making late in the game, especially after shooting the air ball. An errant pass by Embiid, very low. Harris forced it. I thought he rushed it, not forced it, he rushed it, and he didn't give himself to really size up uh, what he needed to do in knocking that shot down. But he came back, Keith. He knocked one down to make it 99-98 Memphis. And then he gave him the lead, 106-105. And that was the first lead that they had, had since 7-6 in the first quarter. Uh, what stood out to you? Um, what impressed you most with both Embiid and Tobias Harris? You know, first of it, I, I, well, at both of them was their resiliency. Like, you know, Joel Embiid looked bad shooting the ball offensively he was I mean, terrible he, yeah he was terrible yeah <laughs> great great way to just what to get to it yeah he was i know he was sick I was, trying to be nice. I was trying to i was trying to be nice like he was one for eight in the first half and first quarter two for 14 and a half and like his first shot came the one for uh he was yeah, one for eight his first shot came on a dunk like he like boom and that was it but it was like a frustration dunk but he was doing all the other things, you know what I mean? Like things that that you you expect the guy when they're not playing an elite player to do in order for them to win the game, right? So he did all that. Um, Tobias, you know, the thing that really impressed me about Tobias was he had that air ball, dude. And then the next time he had that air ball, and it was like, oh, wow, okay, player. Like prime time, this is what you got? And then next time they come down, he passes up a shot and gives it to James. I'm like, don't tell me this joker out here is scared to shoot the ball, right? Yeah, that's I'm the like, one that James had to make that tough one fading out of bounds, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, you gave him that? Like, yeah. okay, James made it, but okay. So then you're like, all right, man, I guess he's he out of the game. His head is out. Then he comes down and drains two huge threes, right? Boom. Boom. 
And then he he scores. Tobias Harris actually scored five of their final seven game uh, seven points. The Sixers ended the game with a 7-0 run. Five of those points were Tobias. Joel had the breakaway dunk, and then Tobias hit the foul shots at the end to ice it, right? So to me, it was just how they stuck with it, both players, and they impacted the game. And, like, again, we talk about James Harden, but if Tobias Harris can play this way and as the fourth option, right, if he can play this way and make these shots, and like I said, the, the team is, is dangerous if he can do that. But Joel really showed me a lot. Because in the past, I think Joel would have sulked and his game would have went south. He did sulk early and he got frustrated even when at one point he thought Maxie should have been at, at some different part on the floor. Uh, being in the arena, you could see it where we sit and he kind of gestured to Tyrese Maxie very animated. And it was like, oh, OK, um, you know, all right. OK, dude. But. Um, I, I know emotions can run high, but also when you're frustrated like that and you see something really small and I understand the attention to detail, you can start to take it out and, and place the blame in a lot of different places. But yeah, in the second half, he really turned it up. He had uh, 10 points, I believe it was, in that uh, third quarter. He played very well. And Keith, let's not forget about the six blocks that he had last night either. He protected that rim. They did have a lot of points in the paint, Memphis. I believe they won that 50. one 50 to 38. And they had a lot of points in the paint there with that 50. But when it mattered, Jabba Rance block that's been circulating all over social media and TV. Then you had the one on, was it Xavier Tillman or Jaron Jackson? Well, Xavier he blocked Tillman. everybody. The one that stood out to me was Xavier Tillman that he yeah. had when he met him at the rim. And he was tremendous in that way. 19 rebounds. You said it. Two for 14 at the break, but he had rebounds at the half too. He was helping rebound the ball and not giving them second chance opportunities as best as he could. He ended up with 19 boards on the night, Keith. And I thought that was impressive. James Harden's play where he hustled and rolled to the floor. And as you talked about earlier, kicked it up to Embiid for that dunk. Really good win for this team last night. Some things that we maybe have learned about this team, especially if they carry it over to this game on Saturday night at the center. Primetime, again, against the Boston Celtics. We'll talk about that very game coming up next right here, the final segment, Locked On 76ers. Right now, I want to talk to you guys about uh, Nissan, right? You know what I mean? I'm about to give y'all a little mess around and talk about uh, <laughs> FanDuel, but we're going to talk about Nissan, right? I want to talk to y'all about the Nissan Player of the Week, right? So Nissan's most electric Player of the Week is brought to you by the all-new, all-electric Nissan Aria. Right. So here's the thing. The player of the week to me is, is going to be James Harden. It has to be only one game. But when you look at what James Harden did, you know, James Harden had 31 points. You know, James Harden would make six or nine three pointers. He, if you know, Tobias Harris hit the game winning shot. Right. Joel Embiid has some key blocks. But let's keep it real, y'all. If it wasn't for James Harden, the Sixers wouldn't have been in this game. When the team was struggling, James came up big. He did whatever he could, right? So here's the thing. Right now, I think that what y'all need to do is when you talk about the area, the 2023 area packs pin you to your seat power and premium intelligence all in one EV. The all new, all electric 2023 Nissan area, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at Nissan. USA.com. 
Um, you, you sold me on that. So it seems like you got some connections. Can you hook me up with one of these? Man, I need three of them, y'all. <laughs> Holler at us. <laughs> we we want a car and then and then let us gift one to someone. <laughs> we like the other stuff. Yeah, but we like this too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if y'all are number one fan, let us know so we can give you. A, yeah, a new we'll take some questions, and the best question gets a car. There you go. We're yeah. just giving out cars here on Locked On Seventy Sixers. Uh, all right, man. Uh, the Celtics coming in. They hold a three-game lead over the Sixers in the East standings. They are at the top of the standings right now. And uh, they took care of business on Wednesday night, also when uh, Thursday night, also when they knocked off the Indiana Pacers in overtime. High scoring game, too. And uh, they have Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, all those guys out there adding Mike Muscala at the trade deadline. And they they handed it to the Sixers a couple of weeks ago, Keith, when we looked at that one as a, a game, a barometer game, if you will, against Boston in Boston. And they lost that one. The Sixers have two more games against Boston. The remaining way throughout the season, both at home. This is important, in my opinion, on Saturday night, not just because of the seating possibilities and the tie-breaking possibilities later on, but also just for the mental part of we can beat this team if we see them in the postseason. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's going. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be great. You know, it's funny because you know those two games that they played were both at the Garden, right? TD Garden, the first one, the first game of the season, and this other one. And I think right now, like we talked about the Sixers, you know, winning five in a row, winning 14 of their last 17. You're exactly right. This is a good mental part thing, especially going into the break, because, you know, as much as as good as they win in the back of their minds and Joel Embiid is saying, now nah, we're not focused on them. But in your back of your mind, it has to be the Celtics. Not only did they lose two games to them, like, it, well, I shouldn't say lopsided because they were close games, yeah, but right. they were basically you knew the Sixers weren't going to win. Like Boston had control of the game. Yeah, had Boston had control of it. And then the last time Boston came here last year, they beat them. They they beat the brakes off the Sixers. So it's one of those things where you look at it, and I think that a win um, tomorrow night could go a long way in confidence boost for the 76ers. It really can. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do. Jalen McDaniels was uh, on my station a couple of days ago. I think it was Wednesday. And one of the things that he talked about, Keith, was number one, playing for a team that had playoff, not only playoff aspirations, but championship goals, not what he had in Charlotte. No knock on him. That was just the team that he was on. And he said he looked forward to situations like this. John Morant defending him, knowing that he had it. You know, that was going to be a responsibility for him in that game on Thursday. But he also mentioned the Boston Celtics and facing off against Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. This is why you bring a player like him in. And when you move on from Matisse Thibault, you have these other extra bodies that do come in. And he's going to have his hands full coming off the bench, yes. But making sure that when he does have some minutes and they're on the floor and that's his assignment, that he gives them fits while they're out there and not let things get a little easier. Like we've seen in the past where either one of those two will go off. And then the big part that has been the difference, Keith, really in the two games off the bench, Malcolm Brogdon, the way that he has played, he's had a big role in beating the Sixers in the first game of the season. And the one from a few weeks ago in Boston where they took care of the 76ers. So this is going to be some key matchups in this game, some, some big ones there for this one. This could go a long way because – the, both teams are off on Friday. They get back at it together on Saturday. 
if the Sixers are able to win, number one, they pick up a win and uh, even moving even closer to having to split at the end of the year next time they play Boston. And they'll they'll knock a game off of trailing them in the standings after this one. So we'll see how it goes. And again, Milwaukee dealing with Giannis's wrist injury. You never know how that can have an effect on him and their team. Big game coming up on Saturday. We got to thank everybody for listening all week long, viewing all week long. We really appreciate it, especially during the All-Star break and coming off of a huge win like they had on Thursday night against the Grizzlies. We thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. On our next episode, we will recap what happens with Boston and look ahead to the Miami Heat on Monday in Philadelphia. Now make your second listen Locked On NBA Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, do you mind letting the good folks know where they can find us? Yeah, wherever you can get your podcast, you can get this podcast, right? But also, what you need to do is you need to go to our YouTube channel and click on the Liberty Bell and become a subscriber and you get updates. But what you need to do tonight, tonight, you got to do yourself a favor and listen to my man D., from 10 to midnight, 10 to midnight on 97.5 FM, right? He's going to be talking about a lot of things, right? You, you, you're you going to – this post-game for the uh, Flyers? Yeah, post-game for the Flyers, uh, but oftentimes the conversation will change very fast. I'm, I'm sure some Sixers talk will be in there. I know a lot of Sixers talk is going to be in there, especially <laughs> after last night. But then also follow my man D on Twitter, DivineG975. And then you can follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers, and you can read my stuff in today's Philadelphia Inquirer, Inquirer.com. Thanks, everybody, again, for viewing and listening all week. We really appreciate it. We'll talk to you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Keith. All right. Thanks, Dave. Peace.